if you're intimidated by videos right now, it's okay. Do a picture of you and then write the story, mm-hmm. but think about it. And what I find very helpful as an exercise is answer the five WH, who, what, when, where, why, how, as related to your business and how you serve people. Yep. When you do that, that is five different posts, static posts or video. Let's just, you know, talk in general terms now. Yeah, know. it's five different content buckets. That's freaking brilliant. Welcome to Too Legitimate to Quit, instantly actionable small business strategies with a pop culture spin. I am your host, Annie P. Ruggles, and my guest today is the fabulous Elizabeth Ruth. Elizabeth Ruth is a marketing strategist, writer, and speaker, and she founded ER Marketing Services to give business owners the structure they need to attract incredible clients, connect with their audience, and establish their industry authority while helping people who need their products or services. Elizabeth believes that most entrepreneurs complicate things because they know they should be marketing, but don't have a clear understanding of what to post, when to post, or even why to post. But her clients have experienced clarity and confidence because they finally have a plan and the knowledge of how to implement it. Elizabeth Ruth, I am so freaking excited to have you here today so I can ask you the question. The question, of course, being what do small business owners need to focus on this week? Whoa, thank you, Annie. Well, business owners, I would say if you did nothing else with your marketing, short videos are the biggest trend right now. We're talking 30 seconds to 60 seconds. As you know, Instagram has, they actually got rid of their IGTV and merged it with Reels because Reels are their short video platform. TikTok is exploding. Every every place that you look now has shorts. YouTube has shorts. I think LinkedIn has shorts and stories. So that is the number one thing to focus on, if nothing else, this week. Oh, man. (laughs) Every now and then, like, this is always the risk, y'all. If you're going to do a podcast where you have people give assignments, host to host, y'all, just know that sometimes you're going to have to do the homework prescribed on your show. (laughs) I am so... I am not anti-video, but I have some weird-ass block on doing these reels. I don't know why. I like Mm -hmm. them. I watch them. I understand the value of them. I don't really love the pointing ones. They kind of drive me crazy. But like TikTok especially, I adore. I could watch that all day. And then I'm like, I should do something like that. 
And then immediately I go, you know what I could do instead? I could alphabetize the books in my office. Yes, that sounds like an excellent use of my time. You know what I could do? I can scrub my desk again. Like, wee. And and here's the thing. If, if I'm cleaning, you know I'm procrastinating. So, Elizabeth, am I alone in this? Do you Are you seeing other people that have this kind of real phobia? I, and if so, do you got any tips for me and the rest of us on just kind of getting it done or or what where to start? Yes, yes, yes. So now I should first say that I actually am a writing content writer. I'm not a video expert, yep. but as a marketing agency, I recognize that that's where people want to see it. Yep. So there are many reasons why you may be stopped. The first one may be, what do I post? I have no idea what to post. Another objection you could have is, but I don't want to show my face. Now I understand we got a lot of coaches and healers and other service providers in that realm here. If you're a solopreneur, you are the face of your business. Yep. May as well get used to showing your face. Right. And I want you to think about as yourself, when you are considering working with someone else, do you meet someone who you've blindly just read their posts on the internet? or? For me, especially for courses or one-on-one coaching, I check out their YouTube videos. I check out, I want to know if we are a good vibe. Can I listen or look at this person for 10 hours? Right. Like, is their voice grating and I would be so irritated I wouldn't get any value? Or am I just, you know, loving everything and the way they express themselves? There's a warmth there. There's a chemistry there. Even if it's on video, you can get, such a good sense for the feel of the person, right? Like in a way that, you know, in, in tone. And, and I love, A, I love that you brought up and reminded everybody that you are a writer first and foremost. I think that's even more powerful that you're encouraging us to focus on these short videos this week because you're not a video expert. And yet you're doubling down on the value of that video. I love that because you spend all day, every day making sure that people's messages are bright and clear and succinct and powerful and unique and all of these different things. And I love that you're saying in keeping with that, we also have to know who you are, put a video element on that. And and I think that makes so much sense. And very famously, I did a video once where I took my makeup and I smooshed it all over my face and I ratted my hair and I did all these things. And I I made this video. I went live on Facebook Live in my group. And then later I put it on YouTube and it basically says, I look terrible and I didn't die. <laughs> right. And I, I intentionally made myself look horrible, just horrible. And, and, um, and people said that that was still really like liberating. I think for me, I have a very humorous, quirky, forward, in-your-face brand. But even I am struggling to be like, would anybody really want to watch me do this dumbass shit? Right. So how do we know if what we're doing in these sort of performative art forms like TikTok or Reels, how do we know if it's going to have the right combination of entertainment and education? Or is there a metric or a rule for okay, nobody needs to watch me feed my cat, but maybe I should dance around and talk about objection handling. Like how how do we navigate this? Okay, so this is where selecting what you're going to talk about in your videos are. I'll tell you 
one of the best <laughs> accounts that I follow. This is so bizarre. I think and these are a little longer. They're a minute or three minutes, but the woman goes into a graveyard. She cleans headstones. She's not even in the picture. You see, I mean, maybe the back of her head as she's scrubbing and cleaning the gravestone, but she's voicing over the story. She's gone to the town records and found the story of how this person died. If they're related to anyone, they are laying beside. Stop it. That is awesome. It's beautiful. So let's translate that to your audience. Yeah. If you're a healer, maybe you set up a video that's of a distance. If you're in a forest doing some kind of a beautiful ceremony, I don't know what kind of ceremony, but maybe, you know, a new moon ceremony and you have a group of people around and you're just showing that you don't have to share the audio. You can do a beautiful, you know, sound over. This is a little techie, but, but there are a lot of ways to get this done. I mean, you're doing it anyway. So why not just record it? That's so true. Yeah. You're involving people in your process, in your gift. And if you come at it with an intention of giving, so you're giving information, you're sharing your gift, that's what people really want. And that's going to touch them. I love that quote. You're doing it anyway. (laughs) So why not record it? I need to put that on a post-it. Like I I need to put that on a post-it. Realistically, I need to put that on about 15 post-its. Like I need to put that on each of my computers. I need to put that on each of my bathroom mirrors. Like you're doing it anyway. Yes. And and I think that's so true, though. It's like because I had Liz Wilcox, who's a really incredible email marketer on the show. And Liz said this really fantastic thing where she said, if you don't have time to write it, they don't have time to read it. Yep. But on the flip side of this, I spend a good chunk of my day or my week watching reels and TikTok videos because they entertain me. So by that logic, by Liz's rule... If I have time to watch it, I also have time to make it. Yes. And also, so let's say you did do a TikTok or if you're intimidated by videos right now, it's okay. Do a picture of you and then write the story, Mm -hmm. but think about it. And what I find very helpful as an exercise is answer the five WH, who, what, when, where, why, how, as related to your business and how you serve people. Yep. When you do that, that is five different posts, static posts or video. Let's just, you know, talk in general terms now. Cause I don't yeah, know. it's five different content buckets. That's freaking brilliant. And then you take one of those questions, you go on to Google. And as you slowly type, Google will suggest you, to you what is a commonly requested question is that people are commonly asking related to that. You can do that on YouTube, do that on Pinterest. You can go to answerthepublic.com and it will give you a whole full of answer, you know, of other similar questions that people are asking. I sign up for Google alerts for different marketing ones. So what are people asking about email newsletters? What are people asking about social media, social media content? And I get those daily and I filter through them and I have an editorial calendar. So every day when I go to record one, or sometimes I do it once a week, depending on my energy level. I already have it thought out. That I love that you also brought up Answer the Public, which is such a great site that I haven't used in such a long time. Listeners, if you don't know what that is, it's literally like keyword research broken down by question, by topic. 
And uh, you get like three searches a day for free. Mm -hmm. So there's not even a cost barrier to using it. It's just lovely and fantastic. I have Google Alerts set up on a couple of different things too. Uh, But you know what? The other day I typed in, is Annie P. Ruggles into into Google? And the first question that came up was so wild. Is Annie P. Ruggles Presbyterian? (laughs) People want to know. I'm like... I never talk about religion on the show. I talk about spirituality sometimes when I have like a super woo guest. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, of all the things to ask, is Annie P. Ruggles Presbyterian? Um, Guess what, Annie? That's your first TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So sorry, Presbyterians. I, I am not among you. I was raised Catholic and am now sort of a secular woo woo Buddhist person. Uh, But yeah, I I was like, I wonder what people are asking about me. Is Annie P. Ruggles Presbyterian? Answer, no. Um, But, but, you know, you never know what the internet wants to know. And that's why things like answerthepublic.com is is so fabulous. So, Elizabeth, I want to ask you about content overwhelm. Because you're talking about, you know, doing these videos. and, And I love the permission of, if you're doing it anyway, go ahead and record it. Or like Liz's rule. Uh, which is also because you're a Liz of a form. So yes. therefore it's Liz's rule for you too. Yep. <laughs> I wonder though, for people that are like, I'm constantly putting out posts and I have mm-hmm. to write my newsletters and I got to write blogs and I'm on shows and I got to write show notes and I got blah, 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 blah. How do we know when the balance is right between our written and our video? Or how do we know in general, is there a Goldilocks metric of, I'm making too much content or I'm making too little content. How do we how do we navigate that when it all feels so maybe delightfully cumbersome, but cumbersome? Okay, I have two answers to that. The first one is work smarter and make one piece of content. So let's say we're doing video. You're committing to video. You have your TikTok. You can, oh, I think it's called SnapTik. Put your video in there. It strips the TikTok logo. Now you can share that on Instagram, share that on LinkedIn, share that on Facebook, wherever people are who you want. I even put mine on YouTube. So that's repurposing the video content. Now what I'm going to do is maybe use that as inspiration for a blog post. So I'm writing a blog post, expanding on, you know, I'm going to write a little bit more, but have an intro, three main points, and then a conclusion doesn't have to be super long but you're using that as your base, you can embed the TikTok or one of the videos in there so that it keeps people longer. Then from that blog post, you share that, you can break it down. You can have the intro as one social media post and then the one main point as a social media post. So if you use the format intro, three main points, conclusion, there you have five blog posts, or sorry, five social media posts from the one blog post. And then from there, what we do is we round up everything we're putting out on social media and our blog and our video of the week, and that becomes a newsletter. And the benefit to being a VIP of yours is that they don't have to remember that you do TikToks only on Tuesdays and Fridays and that you do social posts on Saturdays and Wednesdays. You're just giving it to them. You're giving them the best of what you've put out all week. But all of those pieces have come from that one video idea or, you know, reverse engineer it for if you start with a blog post, whichever you start with, that's your inspiration. 
Remember at the beginning of this episode when I was like, oh, I got to do this homework. <laughs> you mentioned another word that I've been avoiding, and that word is newsletter. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know. And now, so this is where I got to pick into your writing brain. Could you just rant at us for a second for anybody who's like, is anybody really going to read my newsletter? Could you just expand on that and just tell us all to shut up in your own beautiful, brilliant way? (laughs) Yes. Well, again, if you package your email or your VIP as what that benefit is, you don't have to find everywhere and follow me on all my accounts. I'm going to give it to you. It's a gift of a roundup of every, the best of the best of what I'm putting out every week. If you couch it like that, then people will be glad. And people are not signing up because they don't want to hear from you. Think about those lists that you signed up for. Why were you excited to get it? Because like I know Michael's Craft Shop, I, oh my God, I, I mean, okay. They send me it a little frequently, like one or two a day, but when I'm looking to buy something, I want the coupon. I will look at the coupons for Michael's, even if I have absolutely no desire to go to Michael's that day. I'm like, well, I have to know Exactly. what if it's 30% off pre-cut fabric? Why do I care? I care because I, because Michael's got it. Exactly. Right? But, but I do have my must opens. That is true. Mm-hmm. I very much do. So, all right. Again, I got to look at my own consumption habits. I read it. Yes. Why wouldn't people read me? Dang it, Elizabeth. <laughs> no, I'm not. I am not saying you have to post once a day. I would say once a week is absolutely sufficient. If you're thinking, oh my gosh, I can't do that. Do every two weeks, but basically don't have people sign up for a list that you're never going to send them anything for. Yeah. That's just bringing people to an empty parking lot. Yes. Right. Like come hang out in this empty parking lot at midnight. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. <laughs> I think that's so key because I, oh, in my sales brain, the groans are, are good groans, Elizabeth. You're calling me on my shit and I appreciate it. But I say all the time with sales, like there are people that you love to pay. So why wouldn't you be one of the people? Why couldn't you be one of the people that people love to pay? Similarly, I love to read emails and watch TikToks. Why wouldn't people want to read mine? I get it. <laughs> I get it. Sorry, oh. not sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, of course not. I uh, uh. And I also forgive you because of the beautiful Canadian pronunciation of that fabulous word right there. Uh, it just, you know, so good. Processes and sorries are always welcome on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, those of us in the Midwestern U.S. have to say processes and sorry. But anyway. Uh, so I, I love, I want to go back to where you were talking about repurposing, because I think that that is so smart and, and so key to say, don't make 50 videos, make 50 videos out of one thing. Yes. And you and I were talking in the pre-chat about how we both love to transcribe podcasts that we're on or, or things like that. And so just to give a very real example in the moment you know, I know that I can do a better job of repurposing content from the podcasts. And and that excites me because I'm already proud to put those things out. So by your point, if I'm already doing it, I may as well do more with it. And if I enjoy it and I'm proud to put it out, I should remember that putting it out is a gift. Yes. I feel like I'm in therapy right now. (laughs) 
but like really good therapy, not like court mandated. You have to go talk to anger management therapy. I just feel like this is very good for my soul, Elizabeth. You're a very good copy content tech therapist. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm going to add it to my about page. <laughs> yes, you heard it here first. That is a live in the moment testimonial. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, now, Annie. Yes. This is what I feel from you and from many of my clients when they come to me. They know that they have to market. Mm-hmm. However, they feel that they have to do all the things at once. And I want to just take a moment and give you permission to start with one thing, do it well, and then fold in the next. So let me give you an example. You're brand new to business or you haven't done anything with you know any of your digital space. Start with your website, for example, if, if that makes sense for your business to have one. Don't make it complicated. Have a homepage, an about page, contact page, and a services page so that people can just understand what you offer, how to connect with you, and how you can serve them. Yeah, keep that shit lean. Yes, yes. And an, a website is a living document. You're always adding to it once you have the base, but don't let the fear of it has to be perfect. I have to have everything, you know, 45 pages on it before I click the live button. It doesn't. So then from there, choose what your goals are. That's a big discussion we have when I start meeting with someone. What do you want from this platform? What do you want? Why are we marketing for you? Yeah. And usually it's to generate leads. Yeah. So your discovery calls or however you onboard new clients, networking, and you probably want to build an email list when you're a little bit more established or thinking that way. You want to give information so that people who are testing the waters, they can get to know you. Maybe you want to share testimonials. So it's, you know, don't just take our word for it. This is what else. Yeah. So those are usually your goals. And if you're on social media or no matter what you put out, you don't want to put it into a void. You want some kind of engagement. Yes. Yes. So if you have those goals in mind, then maybe social media makes sense for you to go for next. You come up with a little bit of a strategy. You know, what are your five to 10 columns or pillars or uh, things that you're going to talk about. So you're going to talk about your services or your products. You're going to share a testimonial once in a while. You're going to share a blog post if that is already in your system. You're going to ask questions because nobody wants to go to someone who's saying, bye, bye, bye. I'm never like as in purchase from me. And never <laughs> not as an in sync. Yes. It's like talking to that obnoxious person at a party, and you're trapped with them, and all they're doing is talking about themselves, and you're like, "Get me out of here!" You you're don't like, want to be I that don't person. Care. <laughs> you're like, "I need to use the restroom, please." Excuse me. Exactly. <laughs> and then you crawl out the window and never come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's hysterical. But yeah. no, I I I love that you're tying it to goal too, because yes, I think most of the goals are bring in people, right? And so by that mean, who are we talking to? What do we want that person to be inspired? What do we want them to think, feel, act on, understand, learn, whatever that is. But I think that also then 
reins in the question I asked you at the beginning of like, is my reel going to be outrageously stupid? Well, it can be humorous and it can be fun to watch and it can be lighthearted, but is it attached to my actual goal? Or am I just following the goal of make a reel today? Because right. I can always tell when somebody's goal was make a reel today. <laughs> yep. Now, there's a whole big thing about using trending sounds and trending effects. And we don't want to go down there. But I work with clients. We come up with our strategy first. Again, why are we doing this? What do we want to get from it? How can we give? Give because it should be give, 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 ask. Oh my God, I love you. I'm writing that down right now. <laughs> that, I mean, put that on a tote bag. <laughs> give, 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 ask. Seriously, I'm putting that on a tote right. bag. I'm or some of you may have heard it as you promote 80% of, yeah. you know, other things and then 20% of the asking. Oh yeah. I, I always love because I believe in 80-20 firmly. Mm-hmm. I just wish that the math were easier for my brain to know what that actually looks like. Because <laughs> sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm killing my 80-20. And I'm like, no, that's like 96-4, babe. Like, <laughs> but we'll, we'll get there eventually. So four oh. days out of five, you would probably want to give. And then on the fifth day, make your ask. Yep. I, I completely agree. That is so similar to the ratio that I teach in general for how often we should be asking. But Give, 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 ask is just so gorgeous. A lot of my people are very ask avoidant. That's why I have a job. But Mm -hmm. the give, give, give part, hear that equation, y'all. That's 75% give. All of my people should be lit up and excited about that prospect. 75% give. Amazing. Fantastic. All right, Elizabeth. Weird curveball here. Mm Mm-hmm. Children of the WB uh, and all of these other things and the C, what is it? The CW and the, all the other teen whatevers. There was a show that apparently is back. I didn't even know there was a remake until you told me, but I watched yes. the original. So I got to ask you, what does any of this have to do with Charmed and the three witches we love almost as much as we all love the Sanderson sisters. What the heck does any of this have to do with Charmed, Elizabeth? Oh my gosh, I love Charmed. I was a diehard fan of the first one. And yes, I think they're in season two, even season three maybe is about to start. I can't is remember. the original cast back? Like is Elizabeth no. Alana? Oh, okay. No, it's oh, a new Oh, it's a cast. new generation. Yes. Got it. But the, and they're not even related to the original ones from what That's I can okay. tell. But there are parallels, but it's different in its own right. Um, So essentially what I think about the magic of marketing. Oh, girl. And if you think about how the show is, if you know about it, uh, if you don't, I'll just three sisters, they come into their own. They become the charmed ones in the magical world. And they live their everyday life because that's what they've known until they've inherited their powers or, you know, been unlocked, however that works. And then, um, so they still have their everyday life and their everyday storyline, but threaded interwoven in there is now their new identity that they're trying to come to terms with how they're going to live as a witch in a world that doesn't generally, it's not overly accepted magic. Mm -hmm. In, in, you know, where they're living. So the thread of sharing their everyday story 
as well as the secrets, or in our case, our gifts that we aren't sure if we really should share in everyday life. Just like when I said, you're doing it anyway, record it. That's your gift. That's your secret life that you're not sharing necessarily with people. But that's brilliant. I love that you're saying show the everyday and show the magic because that period of TV did something so fantastically and Charmed was like the best of this. Charmed, Buffy, Sabrina, Mm -hmm. all of those kind of fabulous paranormal shows. Like the sisters will be making a family meal or like fighting about going out on a date with the other one's boyfriend. And then a demon comes into the kitchen and they're like, but the turkey's going to get cold. And I'm like, (laughs) yes. Okay. Sorry. Have to stop putting food on the table to kill a demon. I'll be back. Like, but, but, but as ridiculous and outrageous as that is small business is also a lot like that. Like I have to wake up tomorrow, do my client calls, finish my first, like early month accounting, but I'm also waking up at five o'clock in the morning to be on a live stream in Singapore. Like Ooh. what? What? <laughs> like that is my, what? Like, you know, I'm, I'm going about my, my business. I'm trying to make sure I don't have, you know, broccoli in my teeth before I do a live stream. And then I pick up my phone and I have a text from somebody that I'm interviewing. Who's a New York times bestselling author. Like that is a demon coming through my window when I'm trying to put Turkey on a table, but in a really awesome way. And so I, I love that. It's saying like, show us the mundane and the magical. Yes. And Mm. I mean, it's mundane to you. But that's True. not mundane to me. I lit up when you said, what? You have a call in Singapore? The New York Times bestselling author? Like, what? Yep. That's amazing. And you're just like, oh, yeah, that's just my everyday oh, life. That's just my everyday life. <laughs> well, not to us. I got to go pick up my dog's poop later. Like, you know, it's it's all kind of the same to me. But but I think we, I, I think you're so right in that we are kind of blinded to our own specialness because we're entrenched in it. Yes. And I think what's the saying? We're victims of our own genius because we just assume that everyone knows how to do it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I had done a a podcast and I had uh, one of my team members listen to it because I wanted some feedback. Am I doing a good job? Am I serving people how I want to? And his response was, it just shook me because I thought, oh, it's so clear what I'm talking about. And he says, I have no idea what the two of you were talking about, but you looked good. (laughs) And Uh, I thought you didn't. Like, I thought I was being really clear, but okay. Yeah. No, but because we just operate on such a different level, that's just where my vibe is. And he is just coming in. He's a student. He's in school mode. So his life experience doesn't relate to you know, what we're talking about, because business owners, we understand things in a whole different way. Right. We're permanent students. Yes. Lifelong learners. Lifelong learners. And somebody who was on the show the other day, I think it was Dallas Travers, said the job of an entrepreneur is to learn things in public and to fail in public. And Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Yeah. But at least most of us don't have demons coming in through our kitchen windows. Yes. So Let's hope. <laughs> uh, there's there's got to be something here in Charmed too about like they're a built-in coven because they happen to be biological sisters. Mm-hmm. But is there some Charmed content collaboration message for us about 
finding other people to amplify your voice or, you know, let's really mm-hmm. force this metaphor here. Yeah. How do we involve other voices in our voice? And can we take a lesson from Charmed? Yes. So the lesson in Charmed is, and their main thing, especially when they first come together, their main chant in both episodes is the power of three will set us free, meaning they can't do it alone. They have to have the other two powers, you know, freeze time. I can't remember what the other ones are right now because I'm on the spot, but you know, they, (laughs) they all work together to fight those literal demons for us in everyday life, let's talk about social media, an example of collaborations. Annie and I are collaborating right now. We're sharing our genius. Yeah. Uh, When the podcast is ready to go live, I'm going to promote it with my audience on social media because I want to give back to Annie to say thank you. She's going to promote it. Um, I'm exposed to you who I haven't met before. And then you take it a step further. I will be tagging Annie and her Instagram account or wherever I post it. So we're going to bring up the love together. Yeah. So let's translate that to how a coach can do it. So if you, maybe you work with a marketer and you tag them in a, you know, thanks to everyone who helped me in 2021. I'm so grateful that you have empowered me to serve my audience. Here's to my marketer, tag their account. Here's to my photographer who took amazing photos so that I could, you know, have headshots and share me on the platform. Tag that person. Here's to, you know, my editor of my podcast. Give them some love. And then in turn, If you think about when you're tagged, first of all, don't you feel honored and seen? Heck yeah. That's so important. Yeah. Wow. It's instant validation and instant thanks. And also sometimes it's just a really nice reminder. Yeah. Like, and it also just feels good to showcase other people for, not for everybody, but especially for me, like one of my very favorite things I ever got to do was we only use small business vendors for our wedding because I'm a small business consultant. And I took so much personal pleasure in tagging every single one of the wedding photos that I put up with. This is my photographer. This is my venue. This is my flowers. This is who made my dress. This is who did my hair. This is who did my makeup. Like every single one looked like a editorial photo shoot because it had this huge paragraph of all of the providers. And I still do that every year. We've been married for six years. Every year I share a picture from the wedding on my anniversary. And every year I say, my photographer was Ryan Moore. My dress was made by Dame Couture, right? Like, and and it feels so good. And then year after year, those people know that I still think of them and that I still appreciate them. And then on the flip of that, which I think this is so gorgeous, every year on my anniversary, our officiant shares a photo from our wedding and wishes us happy anniversary and tags us. And that every year is just such a lovely gift to be like, oh, Bonnie's going to say something nice about us because it's our anniversary. Yes. And you feel seen and loved because you were tagged. It also just makes for really good social for her because then other people see the immediate social proof and they also see Ryan and I rush to the post and go, we love you. You're the best efficient <laughs> in the world. <laughs> and and she is everybody. Bonnie Lee. Uh, she's the best efficient in the world. Go get her, go get her, hire her. 
but but it's it's also just really brilliant from a marketing standpoint yes. because it shows that she cares about that ongoing connection and it gives us as client the opportunity to gush. Yes. And now let's take that a step further for a little bit of a selfish <laughs> way. Yay. Now you're using that tag. If anyone's searching for her tag, you will be found, your account. And then all of a sudden they're introduced to you. You didn't have to pay for that. That's organic. And how likely, so Annie, when your officiant tags you, do you not share it to your feed or your stories with your yep. people? Oh, I, I share everything. I'm just like, what? May as well. But to your previous point, it exists, yep. right? It, it's out there already. It's basically free content that I don't have to lift a finger. I literally get to click a button and bam. Absolutely. And now her audience, or sorry, your audience is introduced to her in a very natural way. I need to hire you. All right. All right. Audience, you heard it here first. I need to hire Elizabeth Bruce because uh, this conversation is a great thing. What else? What haven't I asked you about witchy collaboration, about the magic and the mundane, about content, about balance, about video? What, What haven't I asked you yet, Elizabeth, about putting ourselves out there in this very purposeful but very organic way? Uh, I think we've kind of talked about it all. We've talked about buckets. Yes. We've talked about what questions need answering. We talked about goals. We talked about who we're talking to. We talked about leads. We talked about nurturing. We talked about mailing lists. We talked about newsletters. (laughs) We talked about demons. We talked about turkeys. (laughs) We talked about Alyssa Milano. I mean, God, we've just been everywhere. (laughs) We talked about it all. We really did. And in 37 quick minutes. I'm so impressed with us. All right. Well, then I got two more questions for you. Sure. Okay. So Piper Prue and Phoebe find out that Rose McGowan is their long lost sister and that she is their like missing fourth, even though the power of three will set them free, which is strange. But let's say that we go back in time and it's actually the power of five will keep us alive because not only do they have Rose McGowan, they also have you. So I know some of them can freeze time. I know some of them can do other stuff, but you are now one of the chosen charmed. What marketing superpower are you most excited to fight evil with? Ooh. And her character's name was Paige, just so you Paige. know. Paige, there we go. Paige Matthews. So we'll call um, you, I guess, what, Penny? You'll be Penny Matthews? Sure, I'll be Penny. Because um, I bring you a dollar with the marketing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, Man, this is getting Calling the Penny to bring in your dollars. That's I love right. it. <laughs> okay, so what superpower do I bring to um to clients was that the question what soup what marketing superpower are you excited to use to fight evil Ooh, to fight evil the evil of not being seen i think i'm going to bring collaborations and helping others sharing my gift or sharing your gift if i'm if i'm working with a client because why would you keep it to yourself that's so selfish it really is and it's not nearly as fun. No. I mean, the side benefit is you make money from it because people get excited. But if you come at it from a place of giving, a place of helping, a place of sharing your passion and your genius, how can you go wrong? 
How can people not be attracted to you and want to work with you? Because it's genuine. Yeah. And people really feel that. We didn't really get into how I work with people, but one of the unique ways that I do it is an interview style approach. And the reason why I've done this is I have found such a disconnect. The way people verbalize and express themselves in in-person networking events versus how they are on the digital place. It's, it's <laughs> right. Like it's common for people to just say, okay, I'm going to hire a marketing agency. You do that, but I'm going to share my passion and network with people here. So when I had gone to these networking events, I'd go check people out online and I'm like, that is very different than how you described your business. So there was a big disconnect. So when we, and I'm, this has come back to superpower and giving. So when I decided to start the business, I wanted to involve the entrepreneur because it's so important that to me, that I empower them, I coach them and mentor them so that they understand the process. You know, Annie, how can I grab your passion for sales if that, well, I happen to understand it, but if it wasn't my wheelhouse, yeah. how can I understand it better? And because I'm at arm's length, you're not a victim of that genius because I'm asking you to no dive deeper. I don't understand what that concept means. And then you say, Oh, you don't, you, you don't have regular meetings with New York bestselling times authors. <laughs> I thought everyone did. I thought no. everybody was up at five forty-five to be on a LinkedIn live in Singapore. Exactly. So I say, no, that's not an everyday experience. And that's something that your people will get excited about. So then you get that little arm's length, but you're still involved in the process. And you understand. So that's how I give and empower people. So we express that, you know, when you're doing that yourself, how do you give? What differentiates you a little bit? And why you out of all the other people that they could possibly work with? Just love that question. And it always comes back to the heart, always. Mm -hmm. I just, okay, so how about this for full circle? Power of three will set us free. But the power of three in this aspect is your fabulous quote, give, give, give. Ask. Yeah. The fourth sister. The fourth sister the is the ask. The fourth sister is the Rose ask. McGowan is the ask. All right, Rose McGowan, get on with your bad self page. Yep. Oh my God. I love it. All right. Well, our very own Penny who brings me a dollar. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hire you. So you may as well just tell me this, but What's the best way for our listeners to come into your world and get to know you? You can connect with me on Instagram. I'm ER Marketing Services or my website. If you want to have a discovery call, we can chat about your specific needs and your business and see if we're a good fit because we want to make sure that we're going to mesh well together to work. Uh, So ermarketingservices.com. You can go to my contact page and immediately check your junk mail if you don't get it, but you'll get a link to my calendar and we can set up a time to have a a coffee chat. That sounds awesome because yes, fit matters, Mm y'all. Fit matters. It matters for you. It matters for them. And when you find the right fit, it truly is magical. Elizabeth, I could talk to you all year. This has been such an utter, utter delight. Thank you so much for bringing your magic to my mundane today. I just loved having you here. Thanks, Annie. I had so much fun and I can't believe the penny for a dollar came out. That was oh gold. Oh my God, come <laughs> on, <was> gold. right? <laughs> 
Oh, so we're just increasing our uh, our return on investment there with that penny. penny I can you could also hold. just tell that like two copywriters are doing yeah. this episode right now because we're like, God, that's so fucking good. I just- uh, everybody else, uh, Elizabeth and I are going to take a break to pat ourselves on the back and talk about how clever we are. But I'll be back in just a second for you to talk about my final thoughts and your homework for the week. No demons, just love. Well, hey there, listeners. The power of three shall set you free. Well, in my long and winding road as a small business owner, the power of three has most always been filed away in my brain as a copywriting technique, but nothing more. Like, you know, the one. By the end of this episode, I want you to feel jazzed. I want you to feel focused. And yes, I want you to feel too legitimate to quit. That kind of power of three writing. But now I'm fascinated by this idea of Elizabeth's new magic recipe for the power of three. Give, 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 ask. Elizabeth does such a gorgeous job in this episode of giving us concrete examples and paths for service providers. And so in her honor, today's homework is not a mindset hack or a social media prompt. Nope. We are going to get something bigger done. This week, your homework is to write a three-email sequence. No email list, not an excuse, and not a big deal. Write three, insert your choice of social media platforms here, posts. Don't love social media? Write a blog post. Put it on your website. Doesn't matter. But make sure you heard the operative word here, sequence. These pieces of writing flow together. Together, because as we have already discussed, you're building up to that big ask. And the big ask is not optional, y'all. I teach sales after all. I'm not letting you off that hook. And because she made so many great points about short video, (laughs) I've given you some additional prompts accordingly. Now, don't worry. It's short video and you don't have to show your gorgeous face. You tease you. So, email one, ask a freaking good question. Something that makes people go, ooh, or what, or damn, I don't know. Most of our clients are sitting on one fence or another, and at the very least, they're deciding if they should give you their precious attention. So, activate them with a question that will get them dreaming, brainstorming, validating themselves, or considering change. Video ideas. Selfies, baby. Just look at me. Look at the camera with your beautiful eyeballs and ask me as if I'm sitting across from you in a diner. And if that's not your bag, show me a tidbit of your life. If your target market is busy moms, show me a pile of clean laundry and ask them when the last time they took a big fluffy breath was. That's a great segue to get them into basically any form of self-care. Email two, this is going to be your myth-busting email. Let Get ready to sing those competitive advantages. Yay! This one goes out to the strategists in the room because in this email, we are going to introduce that big bad problem our client faces. 
We are going to address the problem head on, but don't worry, we get to the fun stuff fast. In this email or video, I want you to take a stand against something that your customers misunderstand about why they don't have what they want. This could also be a common bit of knowledge that leads to a process that has failed them in the past or ways that your competitors have led them astray. Now, in terms of tone and in terms of video, this can be as serious as a pep talk over tranquil nature shots, or it can be a comical, multi-character, real thing, whatever. Doesn't matter. What's important is that we're building on the awareness that we created in email one. And finally, email three, homework. Yep, just like the homework I'm giving you right now. And I also give homework in every single call I have, whether it's a sales call or a one-on-one -on -one client call. Why? Because selling is problem solving. And if we don't see the problem and the value of solving it, we don't see the value. Therefore, again, we don't buy. I could tell you all day that my stuff is good, but I end these episodes with homework each week so that you get something done and bring that validation back to my table. Because I love blabbing at you a lot, a lot, but I love helping you make money even more. So in this email or video, give your readers slash viewers an activity, something to do that will solve a common pesky nuisance. Now, we want people to actually do this thing. So keep this process quick, 10 minutes, five minutes, two minutes or less. It's okay if the win is small because our goal here is to rev them up and get them going, but we're not going to drive them there. For the video, remember, people are primed for social media challenges and themes. So feel free to make the homework something platform specific. But remember, Keep it tied to your editorial calendar and themes. Getting people to eat hot peppers is only really relevant if your brand has something to do with spiciness or indigestion. So happy writing, y'all. And don't forget, email four is the big ask where you say, basically, now that I have your attention, I've let you know where you're stuck and I've gotten you a quick win. Are you interested in taking this thing further? Hey, thanks for listening. Too Legitimate to Quit is brought to you by the Non-Sleazy Sales Academy and me, your host, Annie P. Ruggles. Listen, we talk a lot about marketing on this show, and that's because I fully, earnestly believe that every dime and every moment we spend marketing is totally worth it unless we turn around and sabotage ourselves at the finish by refusing to sell and sell beautifully. Why? A lot of us have a misconception of what selling actually requires of us or who it needs us to be. Please give me the opportunity to help change your mind at www.nonsleazy.com. That's N-O-N-S-L-E-A-Z-Y.com. Big shout out to the fabulous dudes who helped make this show what it is. My producer and editor, Andrew Sims of Hypable Impact. My composer, Riley Herbastio and my show artist, Francois Vigneault. They're all fabulous, and I'd be glad to introduce you. Until next week, just do your best, and remember, you're too legitimate to quit. <laughs>